you have to think about consumer behavior, not your own behavior as a business owner. So like step out of the shoes of I own this business and I need to promote myself and think about how do I consume television, online content when I check my Gmail? Like, am I clicking on ads? Am I going on to Facebook to see what they want to sell me today? Or am I going online because someone shared this article that was really interesting and I want to read it? That's my friend, Lisa Simone Richards. Like me, Lisa also does public relations for clients. And she is amazing at leveraging that PR to turn it into profit. So I wanted to have Lisa on my show. We actually mastermind together once a week. And I invited her on to talk about doing PR on your PR because there is such a misconception that people get and they think they land one article in a place or they land a TV gig somewhere else or maybe it was a podcast and they think that's it, it's all going to happen and that is so not the case. So Lisa is here to tell me how we can do PR on our PR so we can see that publicity turn into profit. Ever wonder how some people seem to get a ton of media coverage and you don't? Welcome to Become a Media Maven, where TV reporter, host, and news contributor Christina Nicholson shares years of media experience to help you get the media attention you and your business deserve. And now, to help you master your media coverage, Christina Nicholson. Okay, Lisa, thank you so much for talking about this topic because I feel like so many people still live in a build it and they will come mindset and that is just not the case. So we talk a lot about earning publicity and your sweet spot is earning it and then actually doing something with it so you do see an ROI. Yeah, it's so important because like, how cool is it to get featured in the media? That's awesome. It gets you in front of people. It's let's be honest, it's a nice little ego boost as well. But we all run businesses. So when we're getting publicity, it is so important to actually turn that PR into an ROI, something that's tangible. Okay. And do you know what I mean when I say people earn publicity and then they do nothing? Like, have you experienced this with clients? You know what? I have to say I'm so fortunate that that hasn't ever happened with my clients personally, but I have heard, I heard one story a few weeks ago that just like gutted me and I'm doing that like knife to the heart movement right now where someone got on the cover of a magazine, um, some sort of fitness publication, and then that was it. They just left it there. Like, could you imagine sitting on newsstands for 30 days and having that kind of crazy exposure and not doing anything with it? That's so stupid. Let's be blunt. Yeah, it really is. I can't even imagine like the thought process on that one. You work so hard to secure a feature, so hard to build a relationship. And then to just leave it just makes zero sense. And if you're working with a PR person, to be honest, it's a little bit disrespectful of the work that they do. So taking like PRing your PR is so important. Yeah. And that's a perfect example. So people think when I say build it and they will come, they think, oh, I got on the cover of this magazine. Everybody's going to see me. Everybody's going to come to me. Well, guess what? In a few weeks, that magazine is coming out with somebody else on the cover. That's one magazine of how many magazines that you're on the cover of. So you do need to do PR on your PR. So let's use that example to start off with. And then I want you to go into specific examples of some some things that you've done for your clients. So say 
You just hit like the holy grail of publicity. You're on the cover of a magazine. What do you do besides ignore it? (laughs) (laughs) Number one, don't ignore it. Um, the first thing you do when you get an awesome PR hit is you want to share it everywhere. Like we're such a socially driven generation now, I guess you can say with Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the other different mediums you can be a part of, make sure you're sharing your PR everywhere. And even more so than just, you know, sharing it, actually be sure that you tag both the publication and the individual person who did create that feature for you, because that's your way of showing that you're sharing this content as well, and that you're really grateful for it. And that you're helping to bring more eyes to it. Cause let's be real magazines. Let's say, for example, if you're on the cover of a print magazine, they have a job to sell advertising. And if you're helping to get your own PR further out there and get more people into the brand, you're also helping the publication. So sharing it everywhere is definitely the first thing to do. Um, Tagging the people who are involved in it, 100% the next thing to do. And you know, it's another really, really great thing to do. I'm actually kind of, I have three steps of profit from publicity. And this sort of goes into the second one, leverage that one story for more media coverage. I think about when I worked with um, doctors Paulo and Marco De Chantis, uh, they're identical chiropractic twins. So what a fun little shtick is that to have? Um, we got on, I'm trying to think which example, because we've done this so many times with them. So one example, this one, I think you'll personally love, Christina, is that they were tapped by a magazine called Optimize to write a piece about selfie elbow. So we are literally taking so many selfies right now that we're literally screwing up our wrists and our elbows. That's a genius story idea. Can I just say that's such a good pitch. It's very creative and very timely. Well, um, I brought Kim Kardashian into that story. That's why I figured you would totally appreciate it. That always works. Right? Mention any celebrity name in there and boom, you're able to bring in your expertise on a celebrity you've never talked about in your life. So we do this article for the magazine all about selfie elbow. And then wouldn't you know that a national news show calls us and they're like, we love that article. We'd actually love to do a segment on it in the morning. Can you guys be in studio for like 7 a.m.? So how cool is that, that one piece turned into another piece of media coverage? Another time, um, here's something that a lot of people may not know, um, and maybe you do know this because you have experience in the TV industry. I remember getting a call from a producer of a daytime television show here in Canada, and she said to me, I was just reading the latest issue of O Magazine, and they had this whole article about gadgets for aches and pains. I would love to do something like that on our TV show. Can you guys come in and do a segment on it? So people are taking, like media is getting ideas for stories from other sources of media as well. So if you get something in print, then go ahead and pimp it out for television or for radio or for other, you know, even dailies. There's so many ways that you can leverage one piece of PR and turn it into like a really awesome snowball effect where you're getting featured on a ton of different platforms for the exact same story. And I love the idea of using media for other media. Um, I can't tell you how many times I would go into the morning meeting at a TV station at 9.30, and we would go over three things in the morning. One was everything that happened overnight um, and everything that's in the story list or everything that's on the calendar for that day, different things we've been pitched and whatnot. Two was our story ideas that we would bring to the table and pitch. And the third thing was what everybody else was covering. So channel seven did this and we didn't do this. Channel four did this and we didn't do this. So how could we do this, 
but do it in a different way so it doesn't look like we're copying. Because this is the thing with the media. They always want to be first and they want to look like they're different. So if they can't do something first, then they don't want to look like they missed it. So they still want to cover it, but they'll want to cover it in a different way. So it's a genius idea to use the media to get more media. And like what you said, using something in print It can also work on TV. You just need to add a visual to it. Or if it is on TV, you can do it in print. Just maybe try a different angle. And you also touched on something that I want you to elaborate a little bit more on. You touched on a guest article. Now, this was not earned media. This was an article that your clients actually wrote or it was written on their behalf, correct? No, so this is actually really cool, and I love to share this story as well. So same identical twins, um, this magazine had a section called Injury Clinic and Their Chiropractors. So based on the fact that they had this section, I hadn't seen them publish it for a little while. I reached out and was like, oh, we could cover this topic. Would you guys be interested in that? The magazine said yes to the pitch. We did such a good job writing that article, sending in visuals, getting it in early, making it like writing it so well that they hardly had to do any editing. Wouldn't you know the next month they were like, hey, would you guys like to write another article? Now, here's what's really cool. I haven't worked with the twins for about two years and they still have a monthly column in there. How awesome is that? Every month they get two or three pages in a magazine. They're writing the article. They don't get paid for it, but they're getting the exposure. That's amazing. And I wanted to touch on that for a couple of reasons. One, many times when you do start pitching yourself, and funny, I have this um, a lot with uh, another medical client of mine. These journalists today are very overworked and underpaid. And that's one reason. Another reason is some of them really just don't want to do a whole lot of work and they know you want the media exposure. So they'll say, okay, well, you write it and then we'll post it. We'll publish it. And I think there are many clients, I've had mentoring clients before where they say, well, I don't want to write for them. They should do the story on me. I don't want to work for free. And I'm like, Uh no, 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 no. This is not working for free. This is your opportunity to land coverage in another outlet that is a completely different audience that is perfect for you. So yes, it takes work, whether you write it or you hire somebody else to write something. This is something you should definitely take advantage of. And I feel like some people are a little turned off. And then another thing to keep in mind, A, you should do it, but B, when you're doing it, it can't be overly promotional, right? Okay, so can we talk about a little mindset shift? Because the second you said that, I cringed. So uh, in my Facebook group sometime this week, whenever, you know how when you have Facebook group, new members come in, I always ask them a question. So this week I was asking, you know, if you could be featured in any one media outlet, what would it be? And someone was like, you know, I want to get into the local newspaper because I have a bricks and mortar business. I'm going to email them and see if they want to interview me. And I was like, yeah, no, you're 100% not going to get a yes on that. Like, we need to take ourselves out of the picture and being so self-serving. I think a lot of people assume, (laughs) I don't want to sound mean, but I'm just going to be honest. I always remember in my first week of PR school, one of the things that they told us that was so incredibly harsh, but so super true, is that nobody cares about you, your business, or your brand more than you do. That's just the honest truth. So when you're pitching an article, don't make it about you because guess what? Nobody cares. (laughs) Make it about how you can make a difference for the reader, for the viewer, for the listener. How are you actually focusing outward and contributing to something that's a part of a bigger picture? Because we are all very you, you know, us 
centric and focused. Um, even if we look at our own daily habits when I go into the world, I don't just read random articles about people down the street. I don't care. I have enough going on in my life. But if you talk about something in a way that it makes sense to me and I see myself in that story or a benefit to me, then I'm going to pay attention. So it's really about getting out of this is all about me and everyone should care about me because think about how many times do you do that for other people in a day? Not many, if at all. So it's all about how can you create content that's going to be valuable for the person consuming it on the other side. The media is not looking to just write about you. You can buy an advertisement for that. And that's actually something I heard you say that's actually become really a part of my own language as well. <laughs> well, and like what you're saying, I feel like we preach this over and over and over again. And people always come back with, yeah, but listen to my story. Yeah, but I have an amazing story. Like legit, every single business over owner thinks that their story is so different and unique than everything else. And then they tell it to me. And it's like, dude, that's like every story. No, but listen, I started from nothing and now I built this. I had such a terrible childhood and now I'm doing this. And it's like, that's not unique or different. And I think it's so hard to get past that person's mindset, like it's your business. So of course you think it's amazing. It's you. Of course you think you're unbelievable. But a journalist does not care because your story or your brand or your business, whatever you can find that's overly promotional, it doesn't offer any value to their audience. And I think that is the number one mistake people make. It's, oh, do you want to interview me? This is what we can talk about. And it's all about me, me, me. It just doesn't work like that. It doesn't at all. It's it drives me insane, to be honest with you, because we don't consume information that way. So why do you think it would be consumed the other way around? It's always about focusing outward, delivering value. And, you know, it's really interesting. So, uh, Christine, as you know, and your listeners do not, um, I'm currently in the process of writing a book and I've been paying a lot of attention to um different experts in the industry on what to do and what not to do. And the one thing that you hear from so many publishers that get approached are is people that have essentially no name are like, I want to write my memoir. Nobody even knows who you are. And no one is going to read your memoir. Like when you become Jillian Michael. So I work with a lot of health, fitness and wellness business owners. So that's why you're always hearing those kind of re related stories coming from me. But if you think about Jillian Michaels, someone will read Jillian Michaels memoir because she is a brand now. She is that like hard ass trainer, which I think she's trying to work out of that brand. But in any event, like she has shown up in a different way. She's created value through all of her different workouts and DVDs. She's created a personality. And now people care about what her personal story is. However, if she just came out the gate as just another personal trainer and was like, I'm going to write my memoir. Nobody cares. That's the honest truth. I feel like I'm coming across like just so harsh and honest today, but it's really true in PR. It's not about you. It's about the reader. It's about the audience. It's always about the person on the other side. No, I like it. I love the honesty. Um, Angela Cruz is somebody that I've had on the podcast and she is um, in charge of PR and communications at Discover the Palm Beaches. And she just let it be known about how influencers work and whatnot. So I think it's helpful. You know, we're not telling people what they want to hear. We're telling them what they need to hear. And if you also want to hear more on um, book promotions, if you are thinking of writing a book, then look out for um, the podcast episode with Ashley Bernardi. That is her niche. It is all about promoting nonfiction authors. But I think the point we're trying to make here is that there is an order to these things. You have to start with publicity and then leverage that publicity to create a brand name and a business that can charge premium prices. So tell us about that. So obviously you earn the media first and then you leverage that media 
for more media. And then eventually you can get to that point where people actually do care about you. You do get that feature, right? Yeah, 100%. You can totally get there. It's just you have to think about consumer behavior, not your own behavior as a business owner. So like step out of the shoes of I own this business and I need to promote myself and think about how do I consume television, online content when I check my Gmail? Like, am I clicking on ads? Am I going on to Facebook to see what they want to sell me today? Or am I going online because someone shared this article that was really interesting and I want to read it? Actually, a little more removed. What's interesting about her is she launched a podcast and now she's writing a book. So because she actually started getting featured in the media, she was getting quoted, she was getting interviewed. She became a specialist talking about personal training for women going through peri and post menopause, not just personal training, like 10,000 other people out there. Now she started to build a name for herself and a brand for herself through creating her podcast, starting her book. She has people who are influencers coming to her. She has authors asking to be interviewed on her podcast. So now what she's done is she's built a name for herself and she's built a reputation for herself. So now when I look at her business, you know, a little bit over a year later, she's in a position where she has so many people coming to her now that she can kind of go one of two ways. She can have premium pricing now where she can work with fewer people and have more time, or she can keep her prices at the same point and actually create more volume because she has all of these leads coming in from the various types of publicity that she's doing. So really, you have to think about, and again, you know what, here's the thing. I think our friends and family are like, you can do it. We believe in you and thank God for them. We love them. But when it gets into the real world of business, it's totally not how it works with people. Um, you have to stand out. You have to offer something different. There has to be a reason that I would be willing to pay you more than someone who I've never heard of before. So having publicity really gives you that know-how and that street cred because, Christina, let's look at it. Um, anytime you go on someone's website, what would you say are one of the first things you see above the fold if you're like a business coach or an author or whatever it is? I want to see what other people are saying about them. Yeah. So a lot of the way that they do that is I always think of Lewis House for this example. You go to his website and he has his big as seen on real as seen on Ellen, the Today Show, the New York Times, all these different outlets, because you know why? That gives him instant credibility. And do you know how much it costs to be in Lewis House's mastermind? Something around $35,000 a year. If he didn't have that kind of street cred and he was just another business coach or a life coach or whatever he specializes in he wouldn't be able to command that kind of income because he's been validated by the media, because he has that expert credibility. No one says as featured on Instagram. That doesn't happen. <laughs> so when you start getting that kind of um, credibility and nod from the media because they don't just feature nobodies, that's when you're in a position that now you can actually command a way higher ticket. And that makes so much sense because I'm thinking when – I started investing in my business, and Lisa, you also invest in your business. We look at a variety of things because we're spending a lot of money on these business coaches, and we want to make sure that they are legit. And what other people and other media outlets choose to say about them, and I say choose because, again, we're not buying somebody's praise, it makes a big difference. And, and you're totally right. I would never shell out tens of thousands of dollars for somebody who isn't known as an expert in their industry, who doesn't have other people saying this person is amazing and this is why. I find that where business owners struggle with this is they don't want to take the time to earn the media and to take the steps 
First, I got to spend months and months earning it. Then after I earn it, I have to do PR on my PR. And then I have to do this. Like everybody today wants it fast. So when people want PR fast, what do you say to them? <laughs> How's a political way to answer this politically correct Don't be way. politically um, correct. No, no, no. We don't do that here. Yeah, this isn't McDonald's. This isn't fast food. Um, you have to, if you're just looking at the short term, you're being incredibly short-sighted and missing the longer picture of the game here. So if you're in business, just, you know, make a dime this week and figure out how you're going to do it again next week. Kudos to you. We're not going to be working together. However, if you're investing in your business and this is a long-term strategy, you need to play a longer game. So another client that I think about when I tell this story is Cassie Lambert. So Cassie and I, and this is honestly like a really honest truth. So Cassie was a private client of mine for six months and we started going up the ladder of publicity, doing the smaller things, growing to the bigger ones. So, you know, we got a few guest posts and podcasts in the beginning. She really wanted self. She really wanted shape. We were pitching for like three months, no bites, but she was just so tenacious. Like she would just keep going back with a new idea, going back with a new idea. And towards, um, you know, month six now of us working together and I'm like, oh my God, I really want to get this person results. She booked a story with self.com. They paid her to write that article, which wasn't the point, but hey, we'll take it. Um, she also booked a uh, uh, an article with menshealth.com. So self went live on January 1st, men's health went live on January 2nd. By the end of the day on January 2nd, she three X'd all of her January income from 2017. Like, is that worth taking a few months and some time to invest in? Cause if it's not, then totally your call. But even when I think about almost a year later, she still gets emails from the editor itself saying, Hey, Cassie, we'd love for you to write this article for us. So is it worth her taking six months of her time and making the financial and the time investment to learn how to build these relationships? Because now it's still paying off a year later. And she has those skills for life in her toolbox. So it really comes down to, are you playing a long game or a short game? And I think it's also important to mention that that was an immediate result of the media that she earned. Most of what you're going to get, it's going to be long-term. It usually doesn't happen overnight like that. So in addition to her 3Xing her income that month, she was seeing an increase in income for years to come because of that major media hit. That was just the immediate outcome that she got. Totally. I tatted with her last week because like I said, we haven't worked together for a good six months now, but I still love her to pieces and we still connect regularly. And that one article, because she has her Google Analytics with it, that one article from January 1st is still bringing her leads. It's still bringing her traffic. And I think this is also a message for people in the niche you work in, um, health, fitness, and wellness, that the beginning of January is probably the best time for you to be getting be getting media exposure. So you should really be starting to pitch probably around the fall because everybody's New Year's resolution, it's always to lose weight. It's always to get healthier. So I feel like that time of year is really good for people that you work with, right, Lisa? It totally is. And what's really fun is um, a little tip that I would love to share is to actually consider going against the grain. Because when I think about the fitness industry, how many how many trainers, how many fitness companies are pitching, lose weight, try this workout, whatever. 
what a few years ago, this is, <clears throat> excuse me, probably about six years ago when I was working with Canada's largest women's only bootcamp company, I was like, guys, for New Year's, screw it. Let's do the exact opposite of what everyone says. Let's do a pitch on why you should break up with your gym on January 1st. And that one went gangbusters. So many TV stations covered it. So many newspapers covered it because it was just a polar opposite of what everyone else was saying. So it was actually really fun to take that idea and flip it on top of its head so we could do something different that actually made us stand out as opposed to sounding like everybody else. Tell us what the story was. What was the angle for that one? <laughs> I have to remember what the story was on this one. So we talked about breaking up with your gym because we, we kind of positioned it similar to being in a relationship. You know, gyms, they want you long term. They want you for that one year contract. Why not do something more fluid and flexible and make it about you and what you want to do and try new things all the time, as opposed to just being stuck with, with this one person for the rest of the year. So you know, maybe we could have pulled that for Valentine's Day, too, now that I think about it. But yeah, we just kind of just juxtapositioned it with being in a relationship and doing the complete opposite and how much more fun you could have if you were doing something that only required a four week commitment from you, because then you could actually try a whole bunch of different things, as opposed to just running on the treadmill all, all the time, which we all know the gym is packed for January, maybe a little bit of February. And in March, it's just as empty as it was for the rest of the year. That is a really smart pitch an idea okay so tell us with that pitch where they were placed and then what you did with that placement to turn it into more profit so we got featured if I recall correctly because again this was a few years ago we hit up two of Toronto's morning shows and of course we're not selling annual memberships obviously we were selling four and eight week memberships so what was really cool is there were probably about four other competitive boot camps in the city at the time and we were always 110% sold out consistently and the other ones were about 50% sold out so it was really cool to see that you could get a boot camp company from any one of five companies, or sorry, you could get a boot camp workout from any one of five companies, but we were the one that everybody wanted to join because we were the hot one. We were the one showing up in magazines, newspapers, television. Like there was just so much buzz around us that it left the competition dry. And because we were always oversold, that led us to have to open up more locations. So we grew over four years. We went from 30 to 100 locations across the company. We didn't even, so actually we were talking earlier about how we kept our prices the same. We didn't increase them, but we were able to scale and create more locations so we could serve a higher volume. Okay. I like that. So with the first example, it sounds like she increased her prices and worked with fewer people. So she had more time. And then with the second example, they just open up more locations, same costs, but more people in different places. Another way to increase your revenue. Exactly. And those stories are still online today. Like the company actually no longer exists, but those stories are still Googleable today. And when I always, there is a place for Facebook ads. Let me totally say that. But when I think about people investing so much time and money in Facebook ads, it's like once your budget runs out, that stops being seen. No one's looking at it anymore. And it's not like you've been endorsed by anybody. So why not put it to better use, get the PR exposure, get the media coverage that's going to live on the internet forever? And you will have that endorsement and you will have that exposure. It's just a great way to be able to, con uh, to get what I call the three guys more influence more impact, and of course, more income. Yeah, that's genius. And it sounds like I had a conversation with a potential client a few months ago. And I said, okay, well, what's bringing you leads? And they said, oh, Google ads, Google ads. That's what gives us everything. And I said, okay, but did you know that 
about 80% of people ignore Google ads and they go straight to organic. And they're like, oh yeah, but Google ads work for us. And I said, well, have you thought of putting more effort into organic SEO? So you're actually showing up and you're hitting up 80% of people instead of 20%. And they're like, oh yeah, but that, that's going to take, like, it's a lot of work. It takes a long time. It's more complicated. It's so much easier just to throw money at something and pay for it. Yes, it is easier, but... You have to think long term, like we've been saying. And again, I think this goes back to the mentality like, I want what I want when I want it, and I want it now. And you, I think the best strategy is to mix a little bit of everything a little paid, a little organic, a little earned. Um, But at the end of the day, where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck, and I don't say bang for your buck because as you know, earned media doesn't cost anything. Bang for your time. It is going to be earned media because the ads go away when your money runs out and they don't mean as much. If you're paying to tell somebody you're important, that's not very credible. But if somebody of a big media outlet is choosing to tell their audience that you're important, it means so much more. So I think this is a good reminder that people need to learn to be patient because being strategic takes time and that is where you are going to see the biggest ROI. Totally. And if I can expand on that, one thing I'd also love to share is you have to think about consumer behavior, not your own behavior as a business owner. So like step out of the shoes of I own this business and I need to promote myself and think about how do I consume television, online content when I check my Gmail? Like, am I clicking on ads? Am I going on to Facebook to see what they want to sell me today? Or am I going online because someone shared this article that was really interesting and I want to read it? So get out of your own head for a second and think about how are people consuming information. And really, if I'm flicking through a magazine and I see an ad for Tide, yeah, granted, cool ad for Tide, but I didn't pay $7 for this shiny book to look at ads, unless it's Vogue September issue probably 10 years ago. That's another story. Um, We're buying (laughs) because we want to read the content. We watch television because we want to see the story. We go onto different websites because we're interested in reading the articles. We don't log on online to see what ads are being served up to us today. So once you kind of take yourself out of those shoes and think about how consumers actually behave and even look at how you behave as a consumer, that really opens your eyes up to, huh, maybe that isn't the most effective way for me to invest my time and money. It works, but given that I log on to these websites to read content, how can I become the content that people are interested in reading about, as opposed to a big pop-up ad that's annoying that someone's going to scroll past for the most part. You use September's Vogue as an example of when people pay attention to ads, and I use the Super Bowl. I say, when did you last care about watching a commercial, unless it was the Super Bowl? And you know what? I don't even want, well, you know this about me. I don't watch the Super Bowl. I could care less about the ads. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... First step is earning publicity, but you can't just earn it and leave it. You need to share that PR media hit everywhere. You need to do PR on your PR people. And when you're doing that, tag the publication and the person who created the media for you because they want to reach more people. When they see you are helping them, they're going to thank you by coming back to you for even more publicity. And then you can leverage that story 
for more media coverage just by sharing and letting everybody know because people want to surround themselves with successful people. So even if it's just somebody who's maybe not in the media, but it's another influencer, whether they be in your space or not, if they see you're in all of these different places at all of these different times, they're going to want to work with you. And then you can charge more more, um, people the same price or you can charge a higher price to work with less people and get a little bit more time. So Lisa, is there anything else that you want to add on this topic of turning publicity into profit? I think you actually just did a really awesome synopsis right there. The three things, PR your PR, leverage it for more PR, and then actually move into premium pricing. Because again, another analogy I can use, we go to the grocery store, there's that yellow no-name label that probably does the same job. And then there's a premium brand name label, like, you know, going with a Tide example. They just charge more because they're a better known brand. They do the exact same function as the cheap one. So why not position yourself to be that premium content? that premium service or business provider. I mean, we could talk about handbags in this, right? Like it's just your brand. (laughs) It's just your brand and how you position yourself. I mean, you could go and buy a bag at Target. That's amazing for $30. Or you could go to Louis Vuitton and buy a bag for $3,000. And the difference, it's It may be a little quality, but honestly, it's just how the brand has positioned themselves. 100%. I'll tell you, I have a few Louis Vuitton bags and a lot of them have died. I could carry (laughs) things just as well in a burlap sack. Exactly. Okay, Lisa, if people want to know more about you and your book that is coming out, um, tell us how we can find you. Yeah, so everything about me is available online at lisasimonerichards.com. And in the coming months or weeks, you will see more information about the upcoming book there. So I'm going to get back into writing that today. Awesome. Okay, thank you so much, Lisa. You have been a terrific wealth of information. So everybody listening, this is your reminder to not go after the quick fix and pay for ads. This is your reminder to actually take time to be strategic, earn media, and then share the media with everybody because it will turn into more media. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thanks, Christina. I always, always love chatting with you. And I hope everyone listening got a lot of of today's conversation. How amazing is Lisa? So like she said, all of that publicity is great. But if you are not turning it into profit, what is the point? If you want to start pitching yourself, getting publicity, and seeing that profit, then I want you to get on the waiting list for my new three-video mini-class called Pitch Profit Publicity. And you can do that at MediaMavenAndMore.com slash publicity. There is something there in the meantime to keep you busy, but I will be rolling those videos out very soon. And I want to see you in that mini class. So please head to MediaMavenAndMore.com slash publicity to get in there. And if you are liking this brand new podcast, then please let me know by subscribing and by leaving a review. Please give me as many stars as you can and leave me a review because I do read each and every one. So I hope to see you in the next episode next week.